0: What's up everybody, WWE Hall of Famer, the Godfather here, and you're listening to I See Things a Little Differently. Peace. What is up everybody, welcome to the show I See Things a Little Differently, up a little early, well, I guess I'm usually up around this time anyway, but I have been really blessed to get the feedback from the EP that I've been getting, and I had a bunch of people tell me to promote it on the podcast, and we don't usually talk about music, the last one thing we talked about music was with the zyg 808 um which it's an announcement i feel like tony khan have an we have announcement coming out very soon i don't know how soon but we will announce it very soon um but uh yeah so this ep i guess technically see once it's seven songs i think it's an album considered an album um i've been calling it an ep but whatever potato potato is called the whole thing off so i'm a this is extra content i'm giving you uh just to give you background on every track um we're gonna go over every track and uh what i was thinking but also we're gonna go over what i was thinking when i put this out so what happened was um last year as i began formulating my 2022 i knew i wanted to get serving on masters volume three out so for those those of you guys who have listened to it i appreciate that if you have not listened to it serving on masters every volume one two three on all streaming, streaming platforms now um the idea behind serving on masters which we started in 2019 i started in 2019 was to just collaborate with people because i had gone so long doing the j cole for those who don't know what that means i mean j cole just barely collaborates and i remember uh, saying i don't want to do that and i I, if i don't want to collaborate i just won't but if i do i I want to right and since then j cole has um changed his philosophy as well and i remember vividly just coming up with the idea when i was in the studio with a bunch of other people And the first two EPs were so easy to put together, like just collaborating. Once we got to volume three, I think people were kind of in a rut from COVID. So that came together a little bit slower, Um, but I'm grateful for the opportunities to collaborate with a lot of different people. Please check that out. So as far as Kill the Messenger goes, this just kind of happened. So in my career, when I've done music, I've always been, I've always had bigger Uh, stories to tell in my albums. And the album that I was working on was called Privacy is Illusion. That's coming out uh, in August, actually. And um, so I was recording, and it's really funny because I hadn't stopped recording since Midnight Inspired. Midnight Inspired was the last album I dropped, which was in 2019. And that was weird for me. Usually once I do a project, it, it gives me... Essentially, writer's block for music. I might write a verse here, or there. I might write a chorus, but I don't actually get a chance to write full songs. But I hadn't stopped writing. And I think the longest I went without writing a verse was probably the first two months of of COVID. So when we shut down March 14th. I don't think I wrote a verse for like two months. But that's because I was trying to take in everything that we was going, that all of us were going through, right? And so it's one of those situations where I just didn't know how to take it, but like I still had these ideas for beats and stuff. So after those two months, I never stopped writing. So it's essentially I don't see it as me stopped writing even if it was two months because I wasn't trying to write. You know, I also at the same time when I say that I wasn't trying to write music. At that in that time frame, I was actually writing a Messina comic. And um so I started recording and or kept recording and I I wanna say the beginning of last summer. It began to look like, all right, maybe I'm wrapping up this album. Then I want to say I had the album wrapped up by August, September, and I kept recording. And every track I kept recording, some just will replace others. And so I was kind of sitting there just like, all right, what do I do with all this music? I've never been a fan of when I hear hip hop artists on the radio or on YouTube doing interviews and they say, yeah, I have like 85 songs you guys never heard. It's like, okay, dude, that's let me hear it then. You know, like I've never been a fan of hoarding songs. That's why I've never done it. But at the same time, this is the first time I was in a position where it was just weird to have it. And then I found myself that songs I thought I was gonna put on the album was being replaced by other songs that fit better. It wasn't that the songs were bad. It was just that the songs were just not a fit for that album anymore once I recorded something else. So usually I've, in the past I've done songs and I've replaced them, but they just weren't album cut worthy, just me being honest. And so like songs like Cancel Culture, which is the first track, used to be ironically the second track. Those songs were supposed to be on the album Move On with Fuego Flames and John Nestor, was supposed to be on the album. Imagine was supposed to be on the album. But I, I kept replacing those songs because I kept like, recording other music that fit the narrative so much better. And I was like, man, but these aren't bad songs. So I remember I got to January, I to say February this year. And I had these songs. And I said, man, I think I need to do some of these records. I said, maybe I'll just do a mixtape. But then that became too much pressure for me because then I was like, all right, I got now I have to think of a new concept and probably get together 10 songs to do a mixtape and I really didn't want to do a mixtape, I'm being honest with you. And so I was kind of sitting there and sitting there. And I was on Blog Talk Radio a couple weeks ago. And um, you guys were going to hear the interview with JT from Big Woo Radio on Monday. And I remember, I told this story on there, but I'll tell it here. I remember there was times when I, I would be asleep. And Kanye West had a great line on a rap one time. He said, uh, it means I thought better shit, I dreamt better shit than you ever thought of. I used to like sleep through my lyrics like i would have lyrics come to me in the middle of the night and i would sleep through it because i have such bad sleep acne that i just don't sleep very well and so i remember i would wake up and try to remember the flow remember the words and it just wouldn't come to me it felt like the writing gods air quotes me doing air quotes against me doing air quotes would be like nah you missed your chance dude so i want to see the last seven eight months maybe even a year anytime i have a lyric yeah, it's been a year. Anytime I have lyrics that I'm, I'm sleeping through, I don't think I don't consider myself asleep because I'm, I'm writing essentially. So I wake up. As I came up with the course for Barbarian, this was on uh, Servants on Masters Volume 3. It was like, uh, a barbarian hits you in the knee, names a character. I don't know about you, I was born away. That's why they called me a barbarian. I remember I woke up immediately, wrote it down, couldn't go back right to sleep, <laughs> but it was all good. Um... And so I just wake up now and do it. Well, I wasn't asleep. I was like laying down. I think it was the middle of the day. And I was waiting for, I think I was waiting for something to to open up or something. I had to, I had some air in the run, but I had to wait for this place to open up. Immediately, I come out, immediately comes to my head like that. Kill the messenger. Because part of me, part of, even, even with a lot of the records, it's like, wow, I'm saying some stuff that, people probably won't like right like cancel culture is the definition of kill the messenger so i remember i had the name of the ep i wanted to do and immediately i had the artwork in my head and artwork is too the reason it took so long is it's supposed to come out april 1st it got pushed back if you notice it's coming out it's come out on two different platforms so one is with TuneCore, one was distro kid so essentially i went through TuneCore, but i didn't think they were gonna authorize it so i had to change the artwork completely like they weren't blacking it out if you see the artwork from distro kid they blacked out my artwork and like you see part of what it is so essentially you to follow me on instagram to see it essentially it's me on stage with a mic but i'm in a sniper scope and i remember vividly um like i remember i got text messages i was in dallas matter of fact i got text messages from someone hey man when's your album coming out so it should be out now so i look for it was announced. like that's weird but i said i didn't have access to i i did have my um ipad but there's only so, much thing, so many things you can do on an ipad i prefer with things on a laptop but i didn't have my laptop so i waited till i got home checked it out my artwork had been pinged for being too graphic i didn't think anything about that tune core was being sensitive so i changed it to something else they they rejected that too so that finally used some of their generic um artwork which is why you see the cars the street it had nothing to do to kill the messenger actually the kind of if you think about that artwork kind of looks it kind of looks airy as opposed to looks like a drive-by about, about, to, ha- about to happen but i went up going through distro kit as well just to put just to see because i didn't think tunecore was gonna put it out at all and then, 'cause because they weren't getting back to me and this, i've used Core before and they were great to me before it was just really weird to have them not respond back but then they get their 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 support desk got back to me all got worked out anyways um so you see the artwork on distro kit it's been blacked out if you want to see my artwork is at never silver spoon fed through instagram but um what ended up happening was i'm using generic stuff and immediately i want to say it got put out Uh, not immediately but maybe a week later Anyways, that's what took so long for it, April 1st. I know it's only like, what, April 15th right now. However, the situation got really weird for me. So I, it's, it's out, I'm excited about, but that's the whole point of it, like, and, of Kill the Messenger is that I feel like I'm saying things on here that will lead you to privacy and an illusion. It feels like Kill the Messenger is the warning shot you know, I could I, best way I can say it is it's kind of like, <laughs> I'm going to use a really extreme an, an analogy here, it's like me being a made man in a mob and me going to whoever to say hey, I need to kill that made man because he did this, blah blah blah, he broke these rules. It's the warning shot before I actually get to shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, and a lot of these records, like I said, they weren't bad records, man. I really felt so strong about them and I hate taking them off. But I didn't feel strong enough that I don't believe in 18. I, I, as a fan, the, the more the better for me. But I know the reality is if you get 20 song album, a lot of it's going to be filler. Let's just be real. It just is, you know, not many people can do it well. And so I've always tried to maintain that. Like my like Midnight Inspire was only nine songs, which was by accident. But I felt the album was done at that point in time. Privacy and Illusion will be 11 songs. Um, And so I just didn't want to go beyond that. And so I felt like these songs need to be out there. This need to be out there. I just knew they needed to. So we're gonna go with some background of them now. So track one is cancel culture. I originally wrote this to be on Privacy's and Illusion. And I remember when me and Jim Star Pro did the track. I remember hearing it, and he added the vocals at the beginning. The vocals are a a, a news clipping from from places unknown, right? I remember when I first heard it, hearing what she said about the cu- culture and about how. Um, Hey, were these people ever canceled and they still have their money and fame? I remember saying I said like, this fits perfectly. Because he didn't hear any of my verses. I actually had written my verses and everything. Uh, and the only thing I sent him, I sent him some of the, the, the guitar riffs I wanted to use. And it's a part of it where I say, uh-oh, someone's about to get canceled. Like I have been saying that as a joke. Like, like on like like to other people, right? And finally I said, and finally I said, Man, that's, that's, that should be in a song. <laughs> I say that a lot. And so that's the only thing I sent him was that stuff. So then we go back and forth on the beat. I may do some changes. He may do some changes. Finally, he sends me, sends me back the mastered version of the beat that he feels should be the beat. And it was so, the guitar riff was dope. Where he put it in was so dope. And he was asking. He was like, "Hey, are you gonna do a chorus?" And I remember after I rapped to myself in my house, I was like, "Nah, this doesn't need a chorus. The chorus is the chorus speaks for itself." When I say, uh oh, someone's about to I think you should just hear silence. But just the instrumental, excuse me. And so he said, that's, that, that might be dope. So I recorded it, and I had the same engineer for this project, for this album. Or it's EP album and the album, Tyler. So shout out to Tyler. I might try to get him on the podcast one day, actually. And um, it just was dope, you know? And I, I, that's, why, that's why I hate taking it off the album. But the intro to the Privacy and Illusion it just fits better with that project. And so that set the tone off right. So I knew that had to be on there. Used to be, I love used to be, used to be is one of my favorite records. I remember I came with, my favorite, I came with the chorus last year. And I remember I was telling this to, to a homie of mine. I, to, I told him the chorus and I, and when um, we did the beat cause I co-produced all these tracks with Jim Star Pro except number seven, we'll, we'll get to that later. So I was telling the homie, hey man, I got this chorus. I think it's going to be dope. We went back and forth on the beat. Remember when I first heard the beat and first heard the chorus? I said, man, oh man, this is so powerful, right? And my first verse I felt wasn't up to par, so I rewrote the first verse. Um, and I felt like I had to be myself on here. Like the thing I appreciate about the fans I have and the fans I keep growing with is they always know that I'm always going to be me, period, bottom line so they so i knew they would accept this track even though some of my favorite songs people don't like and and the ones that people like i'm always surprised about we're gonna, get, we're gonna get to that in a second so i recorded it and i remember what i actually wanted to do which i don't think i did a good job of the only thing i didn't like about this track was i wanted i don't know if you guys remember this group called i think their name was i'm a butcher I, a matter of fact let me just look it up before i say it because i think i know what it who it is um but let me yeah it's called they're called pod they have a song called youth of the nation a very old school oh, very old song. it's like early 2000s and that song is so powerful as they're telling the story about kids having suicidal tendencies and lonely thoughts etc etc and his apartment was like, we are, we are, we are, we are. It's like this, it's like it's like a, a chorus. It's like a chorus is singing in the back of him, but it's him. It's that chorus. So I felt we should have done that with the chorus. And people still think that, you know, with our chorus. And people think we've done that. I don't think we, I think we could do a better job. But then now, and I think if we were had a singer come in and do it, it would have been even better. But the chorus still came out perfect. And um I actually changed a lot of people with that song. When I say that, I mean, people were i sent I, I did something i don't normally do i sent uh, some of this music out it's like five six seven people and um i usually limit it's like one or two and i remember the first time i uh, recorded it and by the way there is a remix to used to be with jonathan Esther on it i might put that out in this month actually um but i remember vividly uh people saying they didn't like the track and i was like, damn you don't like it and i remember i reread i redid the chorus because like, some of it came off like kind of like iffy. And I redid one of my verses again. Not because not of what they said, but because the quality wasn't that good. So I changed it up wherever, And not much. And then the next thing you know, people end up messing with it. You know, so that was really good. But I know that won't be people's favorite. I know, I know what people's favorite song is on this album already. People have already told me. Um, number three was Think About It. Think About It and Nothing were last editions. Like... I originally it was gonna be cancel culture. Used to be into the night, uh, move on and imagine. Well, I just so happened to record Think about it, um, and I, I was listening to this artist called K I loved his vibe, and I felt like um, and I felt like his vibe was something I was trying to reach. I remember when I did, and this, and this song is on Midnight Inspired. It's called um, uh, Trying to Be White. I remember I sent that track out and people were just like, man, that track is fire. But, man, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes I just want to go home and vibe. I don't want to think about politics. I, I was never good at that, in my opinion. I was never good at making people just vibe. You know? And I, I and I didn't like that myself. So I remember I heard some more of k 2 music and shout out to him. And I remember I said, you know what? I need to... I need to figure something out so we ended up putting together the, the beat to think about it and i remember shorty who's singing on it who does not want credit does not want any attention so i won't say her name um she heard the track i was like man this is fire now mind you her and i have done several songs together she's actually on two tracks on privacy and illusion and so she was like man this is fire i need to be on this and i was like uh i don't know what i'm gonna do with you i hadn't written anything you know, we added the chorus on there. Think about it, think we added that. Vine knows gonna do with it, yeah. As a matter of fact, up until the time I was recording to it, I was writing my verses in the studio, right? And so I remember when I was writing my verses, Tyler said, Uh, man, these verses are dope. Like he was like, You 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 now using me a singer? I said, Yeah, this is a female singer I wanna work with. He was gonna make, hook me up with one of his female singers. Um, but I knew she wanted to be on it. So I, I did my part, I sent it off to her, and then uh, she sent back what she sent back, and then she was like, well, what do you think about this? And I was like, it's all right. I think, honestly, you should probably do something at the beginning, like before my vocals come in. She said, really? I said, yeah, I said, do something at the beginning. I think I can put the kind of the cherry on top of the, of the, 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 the cupcake or whatever. And she was like, okay, so she came back and did her thing. I remember I first time I heard it, I said, man, that's dope, you know, but I didn't, but I didn't think anything about her. I said, it's all right. It's all right. You know, whatever being humble. And so when it came time to pick a single, cause I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do everything the right way. I didn't really have a single on this project. <laughs> so I said, I'll just, I'll just, you think about it, you know? And so ended up happening was I, I went to a director and I played him the song and he said, Hey, give me a couple of days. Think about a, a, a visual so cool first of all he had my heart right there i'm so used to people saying hey is this amount of money blah 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 and that's cool you're up front but let's say if you don't want to work on it now i was one uh cinematographer in atlanta uh he told me straight up i sent him a song that i wanted to do a, a video to he said man i don't like it now i want to do it and i was all right cool out you know i appreciate that if you don't want to work on my shit don't take my money and have to have to do it and you do you know what i'm saying so I remember he came back to me a couple days later and told me, he said, he said I hear a coming of age story. I was like, all right, I don't want to be in it though. I didn't want to do any live action stuff for myself. Um, he was like, no, no, I got this. I sent him the dough, got back to me maybe a week later. I thought the video came out well. You know I don't actually like doing videos of hip hop songs because hip hop songs are all over the place. Um, so it's kind of just live action shots of random people, just doing random people things i sent the video up on youtube it's on, it's on youtube right now you know doesn't have a lot of views wink wink you know check it out subscribe whatever there's a bunch of other stuff on the youtube channel as well um but it came out well and people really received it but the thing that surprised me most is how many people like this song and i was like man like this is i didn't expect this feedback and people were like hey man when this comes out send me the link and blah 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 I'm like. What? What? Who am I? What? What? Am, what? did I do different here? You know, and people loved it, man. So like p- people, and people felt. Have, I've had people tell me, hey man, you should have left this song for the album. Like, I was like, man, it wouldn't fit. It wouldn't feel on the album. <laughs> but you know what? You can still support this track. It's still out there now. You support it, like it, follow it, whatever. You know, I'm saying whatever you do, put it on your playlist. You know. Anyways, um, so, um, that's all that came about move on move on was supposed to be on the album that features fuego flames and jonathan esther and originally that's actually a jonathan esther not it was on jonathan esther bar that i use as a chorus it wasn't meant to be a chorus so what happened was me and jonathan Esther did this song that he's never put out and i believe it's called help me hate you and at the end of the song he does like a bridge type thing where he says uh move on why can't i just live my life and i remember i heard that and i was just joking around i was in i was in the studio with gsp at the time and um i just was like move on and as he's playing with stuff i, mean, I just start saying that and then i start going into a rap or whatever he was like yo yo stop stop go back i was like what so like, you were, was like is that is that something you want to use I was like nah i just was bleeding into a freestyle he's like all right let's just use that as a reference track so i literally use it as a reference track i sent it to jonathan esther i was like yo look listen to this and then he was like, "What are you doing with that?" So I said, "Honestly, nothing. I'm not even gonna use the chorus. I, I'm just—it was a reference to get us to the next level." And all of a sudden, maybe like two days later, I get this email from Jonathan Esther where his verse is on there, and I was like, "Hmm. All right, this is unexpected. All right, cool. I guess we'll use this song then." Um, and so then, I was looking for another person to feature on it. I didn't want to do two verses on it. So Fuego Flames, I've done a lot of artwork for him, I've done a lot of other things for him. By the way, he was one of the people that helped me out on my Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage video, uh, along with Master Pharaoh. So um, uh, we had worked out a deal for him to do a verse for me. He wanted to mix and master his own verse, which he did. And so he ended up sending me back to verse. And it's, and it's so different from anything he's done. If you listen to a lot of Fuego Flames stuff, it's very intense, very rock starry, very Tech-90, very, very different. So to hear him with a different flow was very nice um to hear and I remember vividly getting his verse back so all right cool now I already had my verse I just hadn't recorded it uh, and so once I got there those those two verses I then went and recorded my verse um that song just kind of came together but people love it people love the, the beat people love how it comes together and I think it's one of Jonathan Ne's best verses actually especially since the way he manipulated his vocals if you listen to it in headphones, he has one sound and one, one in the other, and going back and forth, so pretty dope stuff. Uh, next up is Imagine. Imagine, I say it was supposed to be, I don't think it was. I feel like it was kind of like overflow, but I felt like it was a dope, dope song. Um, that is actually a chorus I wrote when I was, I wrote that course when I was 16 years old, believe it or not. And I never used it, so I did the song with my brother, and I'll just be honest here, I don't care um remember they're half falling out we don't talk anymore this personal stuff and so I remember the first time I wanted to uh, because we we had a song called imagine and I wrote the course and I remember he took some stuff out and he put some stuff in and I but in the end we were recording that on a that's how, that's how old this is on a karaoke machine now I remember when we got into studios that that course, it didn't fit. It just didn't work. I remember I tried to do a beat to it. I of I reverted back to the old way, mixing one line of his in. So it was, it's been like, um, imagine living sweet, you know, champagne popping. This is the life you dream about it. Not, but to some it's a fry cause my skin too dark. So I took it to GSP. So, you know, I'm gonna probably do this. This is many, many years ago. And I remember my brother was in the studio at the time. This is when we're still talking and he was like nah this is my song you can't use this song without my permission and that and i was like yeah dude we, we wrote this together like how do you have like just this say over what i can do right and he's always been on a power trip and that's a whole nother story for a whole other podcast. that's what a red table right so <laughs> um what ended up happening was i ended up using i ended up uh, just saying effort you know i wrote there's so many good hooks i've written and I wrote them for songs that was supposed to be with me and him. And I remember he never wanted to touch them. I don't know why. I've never asked. We don't. We haven't talked in almost a decade now, so it doesn't even matter. So I said, I'm finally gonna do this song that I want to do, and we did it. The beat came out really different. This was probably the most hands-off track I have, uh, but I was still I still worked on some of it, especially once I seen the direction it was going. It was a little little darker, a little deep, not dark, deeper I guess felt like one mic from nas actually so um i, re- I rewrote my verse because my verse was so old dude it was on like a, a nine bar verse so i didn't use anything from that verse from how, that many years ago and so i rewrote it and it came out really good but it just didn't fit on privacy and illusion right it was like I said, it was overflow like i have a song called insecure it was just, it's a good record but it's overflow and so I said well this should be on killer messenger as well because i'm saying a lot of stuff in that you know imagine living sweet you no know, nines champagne popping you know stuff like that uh, nothing nothing came about it was one of the, i think it was the last song that was recorded and i actually wanted to use andre 3000s from outcast snippet as the course and uh, we came to the conclusion that because he's such, using such draw, it's drawn out words, or he's drawing out his words, excuse me, it just wouldn't work. So I was like, all right, cool, that's that's fine. And so it was GSP's idea to put it at the beginning of the record, which I think adds something to it. And so I was like, all right, that's dope. But now I needed a chorus. And so I had already written the verses. I was going through a lot. When I wrote this, uh at the end of february beginning of march i was going through a lot of personal stuff a lot of stuff and that's why i start off with uh, i'm sick trying to find a logic in the insanity might lose my mind start using profanities because i don't curse in my rhymes and so i was going through a lot of stuff it was rough and i ended up um writing my verses immediately but i had no chorus so i sent it to jonathan and said, hey do you happen to have an idea for a chorus and he was the most excited I've ever seen him. Like, he doesn't like to get on, like, pure rap tracks, right? He, he kept saying, man, I got this. He kept saying, man, I got the greatest hook ever. He didn't use those words, but he kept saying how dope the hook was. And I was like, all right, you know, that, that, that's cool. I'm, that's absolutely wonderful, right? And so um, he sent it to me, and the first time I really couldn't hear it, he had his vocals too low. I said, all right, it sounds like it goes with it. But they sent it another time. And it really didn't. It's I could see where he was going, but he hadn't perfected it yet. Then the third time he sent it, it was "What You Hear Now," and it's really one of the dopest hooks he's ever written, ever sung. Um, it was really dope, really dope. And so he ended up. Um, that's how he got on uh, the track, uh, uh, the EP a second time. Um, but that was a fun record to put together, very uh, therapeutic as well. And into the night came so what happened was i was on Marco polo the app where you facetime people or whatever and um my homie swims um had did a beat and i thought it was dope so i told him to send, send it over to me but he has a habit of changing the changing it before he, i said no send it to me right now where it is so he sent it to me and i said hey i want a gsp i said hey we we can use this so it's nothing like how it originally sounds but we took his as a reference track and came up with it. Now, GSP then said, Hey, I have this dope ass, I found this dope ass royalty free sample that would sound good over it as a chorus. I wasn't too keen on the idea, but he was like, No, nah, trust me, this would sound dope over it if we finished the beat. Um, I said, All right, cool, put it on, send it to me. And then it was like, my hurry, I heard it, it was like, And then I was like, Yo. Even if I didn't want to use her, I could actually use that as a dope reference to have someone else sing it. But it just sounded so perfect. And I remember I sent the beat to like three people and they all said the same thing. I had never heard you on a track like this. How are you going to come at it? I was like, mm, like I normally do, like kill it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I, I, the flow was a bit different than how people w- w- recognize it. You know, it's off and on, fast, slow, whatever. Um, but I, I felt confident in it, you know. And I knew this definitely did not fit on the album, but I knew this was a dope record. And I felt like, especially with some of the things I say in the last two tracks, like let me break down a couple bars for you. Like nothing, right? The very end of it, I say, great Scott. I know you wish your hero was really Alexander Scott. So Alexander Scott is Bill Cosby's first really big uh, career move on I Spy. He was, that's how he got his notoriety. That's why I said great Scott, I know you wish your hero was really Alexander Scott and not Bill Cosby. So like I knew some of the things I was saying were just doped where even if people didn't get it, they would get later on. Or people that did give up, but man, that's fucking clever. Even in Into the Night, when I say uh, I translate night to day, Bruce Wayne talk, the crooks at night are the same in the ballroom. They show they face on Zoom. Now that you assimilated, I penetrated because I've been hella hated. I told Swims I would never let a beat get wasted. I'm never wasted a split faced it. Like they are the same people. The same people that Batman fights at night are the same people in the boardroom in the daytime. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so, I, I was calling us as humans and real people. You know, Bruce Wayne and those people who try to keep us down are the keep people that are the ones on Zoom, the Zoom calls. You know, so I knew what I was saying on there was pretty dope. So I was like, this needs to be heard. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyways, that is a wrap-up of essentially the breakdown of how this all came to be. Um, people were asking for it, and I appreciate that. I really do. So I'm actually going to put this out there right now. It'll be Friday uh, the 15th, I believe, that the, the, the date is. It will be out, and you guys can check it out whenever you guys get your opportunity. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Go check out the YouTube channel. Follow me on YouTube at Repent on YouTube. The Killer Messenger video is on there. A lot of other stuff is on there. You can check out um, wrestling stuff as well. So um, I appreciate that. Also, last thing, last bit of promotion. I just got invited to Motor City Comic Con, May fourteenth. My panels at one p.m. I'll be there with Quentin Merricks. I might try to get him on the podcast as well. So check that out. So thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys on Monday and Wednesday of next week.